Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I'm Letitia Ringe, your coach, and today we are answering the question, what's your type? Just kidding, we're not answering it. I am giving you some really helpful pointers to help you answer this question in a conscious way. Because arguably, what's your type, as in what is your romantic type, is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. And yet, it seems to be one of the decisions we tend to make most un consciously. (laughs) If you have a look at the amount of time you spend thinking about what you want in a partner, what you desire, what you need, what will allow you to create a great life and a great partnership, we spend more time thinking about where we want to live, the job we want to have or the work we want to do in the world, the businesses we have, And we leave this question with very little discussion or thought. This question is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make because your romantic partner will be the person that you spend the most time with throughout your life. There are studies done on this about who has the most influence on us based on environment being willpower, the amount of people that you spend your time with, and we spend the most time with our partners and therefore who we choose to have around us in terms of our romantic relationship is very important. It's also important because of why we choose to have romantic partners. Most of us are not asking ourselves why we even want to be in a romantic relationship. And if we are asking ourselves that question, generally it's coming from a fear-based perspective. I need to be with someone or else insert whatever your or else is. This means we make fear-based decisions that come from scarcity, that come from urgency, that have us choosing whoever will take us so that we can avoid feeling a certain emotion, which is generally fear. When we don't take the time to explore this question and to explore what is motivating our answers, it leads us into making decisions that are unconscious or going with the flow, which is usually just another term for making decisions without thinking, without being intentional. And then what we do is we find ourselves in romantic relationships where we're unconsciously trying to resolve issues that we have experienced with our parents or caretakers or trying to have our unmet childhood needs met by our partner who reminds us in some way of one or both of our parents or caregivers. If you haven't yet listened to the previous two episodes to this episode, episode 203 and episode 204, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that to understand how our relationship with our parents and our caretakers influence our romantic relationships. And if it's not our parents that we're looking to create relationships with through our partners in order to resolve issues that are still open with them, regardless of how great or bad they were as parents, 
if that's not the primary motivator that's unconsciously motivating us to choose partners, then it's about how a person looks or their status, which is giving us some sort of external validation, which is filling a hole that is on the inside that has everything to do with our self-worth. So we think, oh, if we can get a person that's better than us, then everybody else will see that we're actually better than we think we are. But the real issue here is never about the, the status. It's really about the way you perceive yourself. And that is where the work needs to be done, not on choosing a partner that you think like looks good or has a lot of money or people are going to respect. So it's a very important decision we make and we hear the question asked all the time, what's your type? And I love to go to Love Island (laughs) or one of the popular dating programs to have a look at how most people, the majority of people think about this question and how they answer it. You'll notice on Love Island, as the question is bandied about, the response from these young, arguably most of them are quite young contestants, is something like tall, dark hair, blue eyes or brown eyes, like whatever the answer is, loves the gym, funny. These are usually about the person's physical attributes And while loves the gym might tell us about their physical attributes, it could also tell us about the lifestyle that person likes too, which is a more meaningful answer. However, it tends to be these answers that are more about the status and external validation that that person will receive through being with a partner like that. There's nothing about the points, which I'm going to take you through in today's episode, that will actually determine whether you have the life and relationship you actually want to create and that you deeply desire. And this is why most people on Love Island and in the dating programs that are out there, which there are many, end up breaking up after the program finishes if they do manage to actually create a relationship through the program. I've always been so interested in these programs because I love to analyze all the mistakes people are making and I've been doing that for a very long time. Until when I was back out in the dating game myself, I realized I was living vicariously through these programs and getting my fix of dating through the program rather than actually living that myself. And so I banned myself and I have not returned to dating programs since. But they tend to be quite the same. Everybody wants to know what your type is and then it's a very superficial answer that doesn't have any consciousness behind it. And that's why the outcome is usually quite unsatisfying for everybody involved. So in today's episode, we're going to look at why this happens. We're going to look at like what leads you to approaching this question from an unconscious place versus a conscious place. And then I'm going to take you through five points that you actually want to consider in order to answer this question consciously. It is so important to do this work to answer this question with consciousness. And if you're already in a relationship right now, 
I highly recommend that you go ahead and answer this question for yourself because it will allow you to resolve perhaps when the question comes up, which it does for all of us in a relationship. Am I with the right person? Is this really what I want? It will allow you to have the answers to actually answer that question because If you ignore it and you keep burying it down, it will only get louder or the universe will send some situation that will make you have to confront that question. So it's better to know the answer and to be able to say, yes, this is what I want. Or, hey, right now it's not, but I know where I want it to get to. And so now I just need to do the work to take it there, right? So no matter where you're at in the relationship cycle right now, it's so so helpful to answer this question consciously. And for many of you, you will have never done it in this way. And for those of you who might think you've done it in a very conscious way, you'll probably learn something else in this episode that you haven't thought about. So I encourage you all to listen to today's episode, whether you're dating or looking for a partner or not. Okay, so let's talk about what leads us to make unconscious decisions. This is really important. So uh, an unconscious decision would be made through a feeling of either just being unconscious, like kind of checking out, or or it would be a fear-based decision, right? Because fear checks us out of the present moment and has us uh, creating and making decisions from a place of urgency, right? And it has us looking at life through the illusion of fear and through a perspective of fear rather than one of true abundance. Now, when you're looking at the world through abundance, why this is important is because because you have an open focus and perspective, you actually get to truly entertain and see what your desires are rather than trying to filter your desires through the lens of what's realistic or what's possible or what I can get or even what I need. So if we're making decisions or answering this question, what's your type through fear or through urgency or through a general sense of unconsciousness, then we're going to end up guaranteeing that we make decisions that are left up to chance as to whether they're a good decision for us or not. So the thoughts and beliefs and way of thinking that leads us into this place of fear and urgency and unconsciousness are thoughts like this. This is all I can get. I can't get more than this. It's not realistic to want more than this. Am I asking for too much? I'm not good enough. It matters what other people think of my partner. I need this person now. This person seems familiar. I want someone who is the complete opposite of my mother or father. Let's just see what happens. All of these thoughts that I've just given are different examples of ways of thinking that lead you to making fear-based unconscious and in most cases, urgent decisions. You might notice these thoughts within yourself, or perhaps you'll notice it through the actions you end up taking instead. So when we think this way and we feel afraid, we feel urgency, we are checked out of actually exploring the question with consciousness, what we tend to do in terms of our actions and behavior is that we don't acknowledge our true desires. 
Many people ask that question, am I asking for too much? And when you ask yourself this question, you're really saying, I am asking for too much. And so you then minimize your desires. We do this not only in romantic relationships, but also in all other areas of life. In business, this is a very common one that when I used to do business coaching, many of my clients would do. They would not even tell me as their coach, what they truly desired in their business because they had minimized it because they thought they were asking for too much. And then often the true desire would come out at the end of working together or later through through the coaching process where we would go into in a deeper way what their desires are. And then they would realize, actually, I like I thought I wanted this but I really wanted this and I've realized I just didn't feel like I was worth asking for what I truly wanted. Now this isn't helpful because then we're trying to get to somewhere that you don't even truly want to go. And so sometimes that's not even motivating enough to get you to want to actually go out and get the thing. So for instance, if you're dating and what you think you want in a partner isn't actually very exciting to you and doesn't get you like turned on and lit up for what's possible in the life that you can create together with another person, then you're probably not going to go out and do the work to support yourself through the process and put yourself out in discomfort as you get out there and meet new people. And if you don't acknowledge your true desires, but you do manage to get yourself out there to do all of that, then you do all of this work only to end up with a partner who doesn't actually meet your true desires because you didn't acknowledge them in the first place. So for sure, if you don't acknowledge what you want, you're not going to create what you want. Now, we also, when we come from this unconscious place, we base our desires on superficial external measures that have nothing to do with how you feel on the inside. And thus, we don't know when we've met someone aligned. So what I mean by this is it's really, really important to use your inner voice, your intuition and your body to help you make decisions that are right for you. But most of us are looking out to what everybody else around us is telling us what to do. So we're asking for advice from our friends and family. We're thinking about, will this person make me look good or will they make me look bad? And then we're making decisions on this external superficial level rather than how does this person actually make me feel? How do I feel to be around them? Do I feel energized or do I feel drained? Do I feel supported or do I feel put down? These questions are more, much more important and they ask you to tune within. Of course, when we don't trust ourselves and when we don't have that connection with our body and our intuition, then it makes it very difficult to do this. And so we're not able to get this information when we're out there meeting people. It also means that you probably don't think about the core values you have or the life that you actually want to live. And instead you're basing your decision based on like personality and based on looks. And then you don't actually ask the important questions, which is, Hey, do we have these values that are really important to me and that I live my life from in alignment? And do you actually want to create this that I really want in life? And 
even if you don't, is what you want aligned with what I want? Or are we going to end up wanting to live two completely different lives, which will just inevitably have issues down the line? It also results in you choosing partners who seem familiar. That's That seeming familiarity is dangerous because it's usually based on your parents or your caregivers or it's based on previous partners you've been with who you probably left for a very good reason. So that's why so many people just recreate the past. They recreate their dynamic with their parents and they also recreate the limiting issues and behaviors that they had and dynamics that they had with previous partners. And then they feel like they just can't escape this same kind of person. You might rush into a relationship with the outcome of the relationship as your top priority, rather than feeling out the process of getting to know each other. This is really important. A a huge thing that I learned uh, in my last experience of consciously selecting a partner was not to focus on the outcome of the dating process. So rather than dating and then judging every person that I was dating based on, will this person be in a committed relationship with me at the end of this or not? I decided to uh, instead simply get to know the person in front of me. Getting to know the person in front of me allowed me to actually tune into my body. It allowed me to uh, not make assumptions about the person and actually get to know them. And therefore, I had all of this information that I could then use to make decisions about whether I could commit to this person or not and whether they would be a good um, partner or not, rather than through the whole process, only looking through that lens and then having this attachment to everyone who is in front of me, and which usually leads you to making assumptions about the person rather than actually finding out about them. And we'll talk more about that in a future episode. It also just makes it really not fun <laughs> because when there's that attachment there to an outcome, i.e. I really just want to be in a relationship, it makes the whole experience of dating and getting to know people so stressful because you're constantly coming from fear and expecting that this person isn't really right for me or they're going to let me down or they're not going to be great. And instead of being open to just getting to know this person and enjoying the process and seeing what happens, that then creates the space for the process to actually be enjoyable. And you also might look for people who will make you feel better about yourself. So maybe you, uh, your self-worth is low. You don't think very highly of yourself. And then you meet a partner and they tell you all these great things about yourself. And, and, and so you then think, well, that, that's a great partner because they're making me feel good about myself and I don't actually feel good about myself. But then you don't actually do the work to find out whether that person is good for you and the life and relationship you want to create. So then you unconsciously select a partner who is either very similar or the complete opposite of your parents, caretakers, or previous partners, or those who will increase your social status in some way, thus recycling limiting and protective patterns and mindsets of the past, as well as unmet childhood needs without any regard to the life and partnership you actually want to create and the inside work that is necessary to get you there. 
Now, if you date someone who you think makes you feel better about yourself, what will probably happen is that at some point you'll blow the relationship up because you will self-sabotage because you haven't done the work to increase your self-worth to be with that person. So this lack of consciousness throughout the process of answering what's your type will always come back to bite you in some way at some time. And that's why we're doing the work here to get really specific about how to approach the dating process and how to approach answering the question, what's your type with so much consciousness. So here is how you could approach this question instead. You want to come from a place of patience, a place of trust, a place of abundance, a place of love, a place of belief, a place of consciousness. Now, you can just pick one of those qualities and that is going to take you to a totally different place than the previous example I gave you of fear, urgency and unconsciousness. If you come from patience, you're going to not be rushing to find the one and then missing all of the information that you could have been seeing to actually truly see the person in front of you and also give yourself the space to get the clarity about what you want too. If you come from a place of trust, you would trust the person in front of you instead of projecting onto them, which will allow you to see them more clearly. And you'll trust yourself and what you're picking up about that person and also trusting your own desires. If you come from abundance, you will allow yourself to ask for what you want in terms of your desires rather than minimizing them. If you come from love, you'll approach that question with love for yourself. And when you're out there meeting people, you see them through eyes of love and be able to see them through eyes of abundance rather than fear, which is usually just projecting everything that we've learned as children onto them. And then we don't actually see the person in front of us. We're just seeing our parents and, and the past. And then that's how we keep recycling it. If you come from belief, again, this is really connected to trust. You'll trust yourself. If you could believe you can have what you're wanting, then you will be patient, right? You'll be patient until you get it rather than settling for what you think you can get. So we create these feelings within ourselves through stories like, I will take the time to be intentional about this decision. This is an important decision, so I'll give it the space and time it needs to think about it deeply. I trust myself and I trust my desires. There is plenty of time. I'm willing to wait until I meet the person who is right for me. I love myself and I love my life and I'm excited to meet a partner who wants to share that life with me. When we come from these stories and we cultivate those feelings of patience, trust, abundance, love, belief, and consciousness, we will do the work to reflect on what we truly want within a relationship and what we want in our life. We will ask ourselves how we want to feel. We will tune in and notice how we feel throughout the process. We will think about what our values are and we will look to ask the questions to find out whether the people in front of us are also aligned with those values. We'll do the work to deeply reflect on what life we actually want to live. And then we won't be afraid to ask those questions to the people we're meeting so that we can understand what it is that they're wanting. 
We will take action to do the work to increase our self-worth, to uh, change limiting programs that have us settling for less than we desire and instead acknowledging and going for what we desire instead, which means that that's exactly what we create. So when we do this, we guarantee that we create a conscious romantic relationship that turns us on and allows us to live our full potential. Answering this question in a conscious versus an unconscious way is all about the way you approach the question and the stories you choose to tell yourself will directly impact that approach. So let's now talk about what you want to take into account as you answer this question, knowing that the way we approach the question is really important and we want to be coming from these stories that create patience, trust, abundance, love, belief, and consciousness within us. The first question to ask yourself is, have you thought about why you even want a romantic relationship? Now, when you answer this question, it's really important to look at the motivation behind your answers. Are you answering this question from a lens of fear or are you answering this question through a lens of abundance? The way that you answer this question will give you very different answers. So my recommendation is to explore both. If I come from fear, how do I answer this question? If I come from love, how do I answer this question? And then have a look at that gap. Okay, the second point is, how do you want to feel when you're around your partner? Do you want to feel energized, turned on, lit up, satisfied at home versus familiar, which is only going to have you either recreating your parents' dynamic or your dynamic with your parents or your dynamic with previous partners. And I would even be careful of safety here. Yes, it's important that the person that you choose gives you a sense of safety. But if you're looking for safety to determine whether a person's right for you, that that could be that you're actually making that decision from your unmet childhood need, which is looking for someone who feels safe so that you can meet that need. And as we discussed in the previous episode, that will never actually meet your need, right? It makes you dependent on your partner. And that's what's sets up the scene for a very toxic relationship. So you want to be careful. You want to make sure again that you're approaching this question from a place of love and abundance. You'll then be able to know when you found it, when you're in front of a person and they ignite these feelings within you, you'll be able to say, hey, there's something here. For instance, when I met my partner on the very first date, I had full body excitement, tingles, while also feeling really present and grounded. It was an experience that I had had with no one else I dated. And it was one that I knew I wanted to experience. And so when I experienced it, I was a bit surprised because I hadn't yet experienced it yet. But I also knew, whoa, this is something special. And I didn't even know much about the person at that stage. So Our bodies can give us so much information and it's really, really important because you want someone that you create energy with, not someone who drains you. And I think so many people are in relationships that drain them because they're making the decisions with their mind and without their other sources of power. 
Okay, point number three is to consider your values. What do you most value? What are your core values? And to answer this, I like to think about the life that I have intentionally designed. So for instance, for me, I'm a coach. Personal development is so incredibly important to me. I spend all of my days working on a personal development in terms of my work and how I support people. And in my personal life, I am also working on my own personal development. This is such a core value to me that it is obvious that my partner must also share this value. Otherwise, I will be committed to my own personal development and growth, and then I'll be in a relationship with someone who doesn't have this value, and then they won't appreciate or respect the personal development that I do on myself and the work that I do, and they won't be able to grow at the capacity that I am. So when I was looking for my mate, I knew that I needed someone who valued personal development, that that was a top priority for them. I had that on my dating profiles. I only considered people who would embody that and otherwise it was of no interest to me because it's that important. So what are those values for you? And again, answer this from a place of abundance. You get to pick whatever is important to you. And the people who are attracted to this podcast, many of you are coaches, healers, therapists, people who are doing the work to be more conscious. You all know what it is you truly value. And it could be that you are telling yourself you still don't know. And that's probably because you're not giving yourself permission to want what you want. So my recommendation is to just play when you answer this question. You don't have to commit to anything you say, just play and write down some answers from from a place of abundance for yourself. You can pick anything and it doesn't need to be grand. It doesn't need to be anything. It just needs to be what is important to you. What do you value? And point number four is you need to consider the life that you actually want to live. So another personal example from me is that I find it really, really important to to choose a partner who understands the work that I do. That was really, really important for me and who also wanted to live in terms of the physical location that I wanted to live. That was very important because my previous relationship had come to an end because we weren't aligned on these topics. So no matter how much love you have for a person or your values are being aligned or even the way that you feel around them being aligned. If you two want to live different lives that are impossible to live together or which basically you'll end up just living alone but being in relationship together, uh, that's probably going to be very unsatisfying. And you stay in those relationships because you believe that you can't have it all, that you can't have exactly what you want. And that's what leads us to staying in relationships for much longer than uh, we probably should. So for me, I knew that I wanted to be with someone who also worked in the coaching industry. Yes, I was that specific because I really wanted to be with a coach and That is ultimately who I met. I also wanted someone who was a conscious business owner. And so I wanted them to not only be a conscious business owner, but also to have that entrepreneurial mindset because that is the way I live my life. I want someone who's able to take risks, who has that freedom in terms of their lifestyle, who's creative. And uh, in terms of where we live, I wanted someone who would be able to live overseas because I knew that I only wanted to live overseas 
overseas and not from my home uh, country, which is Australia. So that's really important, right? When I'm looking for people to meet. Previously, I'd been in a relationship with an Australian and even though we lived overseas, eventually he realized he actually wanted to live in Australia and I didn't. So that was a really big problem at that point that we couldn't resolve. So that's a very important question to ask. And when we think that the pool out there is limited, we are scared to own these desires and to and to not settle. Settling is a mistake for you and for the other person. It's coming from a place of fear when both of you have a partner out there who will meet you on all of these different points. Now, the final point I'll make here is that you also need to consider the inner work that is required to both attract and hold the type of person you want. So you are going to need to do work on your belief in yourself when it comes to your point of attraction. You'll need to do some inner work about your experiences as a child and how they're affecting your you in relationships. You'll probably need to do some work on your self-worth and you want someone who is also doing that work themselves. This is really, 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 really important because no matter how much personal development you've done, no matter how much awareness you have, you will have these things come up throughout your relationship. And if you've got a partner who isn't willing to reflect and take responsibility for how they're affecting the behaviors that are showing up or the patterns that are showing up between you, then you'll just keep running into roadblocks. So for me on my dating profile, I had words like self-responsibility, emotional intelligence, someone doing the work because I only wanted to attract people who would actually be able to meet me in the relationship in a conscious way. And I understood that it doesn't matter who we are and how much work we've done. We will always have things coming up because that is really the space that a relationship is there to hold. So they're the five things that I would look to to answer the question of what's your type and remembering that the most important thing that you should take away from today's episode is that when you ask yourself these five questions, you want to make sure you're approaching them from a place of love and abundance. All right, my beautiful friends. So I'll leave you with the exercise to ask yourself, what do you want in a partner? And then answer the five questions I've just taken you through. Now, if you'd love to explore these questions more deeply, if you'd love to find out what it is you truly and deeply desire within your romantic relationship from a place of love and abundance, and you want to understand what is actually standing in your way, and you want to have the space and holding to do the work that is required to to attract and hold the kind of relationship you desire, I invite you to check out my Conscious Relationship Coaching Program. I take you through a very specific process to create a thriving conscious romantic relationship with a person who turns you on and allows you to live the life you truly desire. We do this together in a coaching container. It's one-to-one and you can now submit an application. You can head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. If it seems like you're a good fit from that application, I'll then invite you to a first coaching call that is free where I'll be able to help you get some answers and then if it seems like you're a good fit for the program I'll then invite you into the longer program at that point. 
You can go to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash coaching. And I look forward to meeting those of you who are called to doing this work over there. Lots of love. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to letitiaringe.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.